the Mark West Sports Podcast. All right, welcome back to the Mark West Sports Podcast. I'm Marcus Benjamin. He's West Pierre. And we give you that real sports talk from a South Florida perspective. I'll bring you the Benjamin Report. And West gives you the Westradamus <laughs> know-how, which, you know, sees into the future type, you know, thing, you know. Uh, but we're going to jump right into the topics we got listed. Uh, we got the Miami Dolphins, of course. We're going to talk the Dolphins. We're going to talk Heat. We're going to talk Panthers, too, because Panthers going to be in the playoffs. But we're going to start off with the Dolphins, you know, because they were in the news this week because they won – let go of Bobby McCain, you know, he was, a, he was a, a good player. I won't say he's a great player, but he was a good player. He was a real know? good player, you know, but, but, but think about it, like Marcus, like think about it. He was the captain of the team. Yeah, he was the captain of the team, but you know, there's been times where that defensive backfield was suspect. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, There's been plenty of times that we just got, you know, especially against the Bills with Stephon Diggs. I just remember him just bombing us all day. But but anyways, but <laughs> let go of Bobby Kane, the former captain of the team, and we bring in Devin McCourty, former safety from the New England Patriots. So I really kind of like the move because I didn't really understand like why, you know, first, why did you get a safety? Uh, in the draft, which I like the safety. I like the pick. I remember him playing, and I remember him being a, a, a good primetime player. But I was just like, okay, so what's the real direction? Because you got all of these other guys. So when they let go of uh, Bobby McCain and added Devin McCourty, who is a veteran, he's only got a few years left. My guess is that they got McCourty to kind of, you know, train the young boy um to to be great so i love the move again the dolphins they've been as far as the draft is concerned P, uh the the so-called experts have been giving them high draft grades you know so things things are looking up good and their their offseason continues to, to roll on but well, what you think of the the, the pickup i agree uh, like you know like at first like i said you know um i was like why in the hell are you getting rid of bobby mccain right now like when are you you know, but I kind of, me and you kind of like thought about that, you know, um, during draft when they wind up getting that safety, you know, of course, um, I think that they wanted to get that running back, but Denver went ahead and jumped ahead in them and get got the running back that we thought they were going to get in. Um, so um, as far as with the move, like you said, um, real good player, but is he elite? Is he one of these game changers? You know, um, of course, when he was off the field, um, the Miami Heat, not Miami Heat, but the Miami Dolphin definitely looked a lot worse in the backfield. You know, um, he they were kind of like the ones getting exposed. You know, I mean, I remember Fedulum had wind up going in the game and it was a bomb. But again, it is what it is. You know, um, they got Devin McCourty. Like you said, he's a veteran. You know, he has that rapport with um, Brian Flores coming from the right. evil empire. But at the end of the day, is someone that that you can depend on. It's not starting um starting from scratch with someone you've been working with for years, you know. And and, he, and, and he's part of the 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 McCordy twins. I think we got the better twin, you know. But regardless of the fact, I think that he got like one or two years left under his belt, you know. But we signed him to a one year deal, so just in case it's not panning out, we can definitely go ahead and move on. Um. Also, he can go ahead and um wind up helping our our corners 
you know, with a little bit of that veteran savvy, you know, of course we got that first round pick that we wind up drafting last year, Igben Aganu, you know, and he didn't look as great as we thought he would have been being a first round pick. So, you know, getting someone to go ahead and probably guide them. And again, going, you have <clears throat> our, our number one and number two corners. You got three people that can actually help you. Um, so, so I, I like the move again, we got the ball Hawk um, 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 safety in the draft. You know, I seen nothing but highlights. You know, I heard a little bit about him in college, but um, the University of Miami tend to not play Oregon. So I really didn't see him too much, but looking at his highlights, he was great. So again, move on from Bobby McCain, wind up picking Devin McCord, uh, McCourty. I understand the move money-wise. The, um, the Dolphins wind up saving $5.5 million in, in cap. You know, so so we could go ahead and use that money somewhere else where we definitely need to um, fill in them, them, them slots. Yeah, overall, the Dolphins, you know, I think they're just doing a great job so far. All this is really just kind of hearsay or speculation at this point. Exactly. The draft and the offseason and free agency, I mean, they're just moves for hopes for the team to do well in the, in the season. So we really won't know how good these moves are until – you know, the season starts, but, you know, some of the offseason moves that we did make, Will Fuller uh, was another one of those playmakers for Tua Tonkavaloa. So um, Tua's got the weapons. He's got Tua now. He's got Jalen Waddle, who we just drafted, uh, Devontae Parker, obviously, and uh, Preston Williams, Gusecki. I mean, the playmakers are there. You got uh, Hearns. You got yeah. Wilson. <laughs> Her, hopefully Alan Hearns and, and Wilson also uh, come back. Um, you know, the, the playmakers are there. You got those two young running backs, Miles Gaskin. He had a great season last season. Uh, and they did the same thing again this this uh, draft, drafting really late with the running back, which I'm kind of – I feel a little kind of way about it because I feel like Miles Gaskin was good, serviceable, um, you know, and then you had other – running backs it felt like they came off the street like Ahmed <laughs> you know fill in roles and running back you know they come a dime a dozen I understand the strategy you never draft a running back too high but there were so many great running backs that they could have drafted a little bit higher so I'm a little disappointed that we didn't get one of those big name you know running backs but you know Tua he, he's got the weapons now to really uh, make a great run and also, um, you know, graduated this this weekend, I think, uh, with a communications degree, just like me. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's a communications uh, alumnus like myself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, me and Tua, you know, if, if things don't work out, you know, or maybe after he he, he retires, maybe me and Tua will we'll, we'll do a podcast ourselves, you know, you know, do, do a Tua West, Tua West, <laughs> Mark, Mark West Tua podcast together, something, something like that. <laughs> So but, yeah, uh, it, see him graduate though. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely agree with you. You know, as far as you know, first shout out to Tua for going ahead and continuing his 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 um his um education and getting his degree last semester. He finally walked this this um this week. You know, at Alabama. Um, so so you know, it kind of gives you an idea why when you see um Tua speaking, you know, you 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 understand where he's coming from because he seemed like someone that's polished. He knows what he's saying before he actually say it, you know, and that's the type of people that you actually want um, want leading your team, especially if you're going to be in the media's eye, especially you being a top um, um, five draft pick. So so again, um, definitely love it, you know, um, and, and as far as what you were saying with the running back um, 
being disappointed. I'm going to try to make you be a little bit more happy on the actual move. Because think about it, you know, what did the Miami Dolphins went ahead and do? They went ahead and drafted high with an offensive lineman. You know, I think it was lead, lead him, lead him, Linebird, something like that. <laughs> you know, I think he played for Notre Dame. But, but, but again, obviously everyone knows if you don't have no O-line, your quarterback don't have no time in the pocket, and definitely your running backs is not going to have no gaps to go ahead and squeeze through in um, during the game. So so just the plain fact that they wind up drafting a, a office alignment so high, knowing that we have all these other needs, you know, uh, I think that it, they probably looked at it completely different. Now, as far as as far as Ahmed and, and, and the other running backs that we do have on the Miami Dolphins, remember, where do where where did Brian Flores come from? He claimed from the evil empire, you know, hopefully he didn't bring bring the cheating over here with <laughs> with him coming to the Miami Dolphins. But, you know, so far, he seems like a person that know what he wants. You know, um, what Bill Belichick used to run at the evil empire, it used to be a plethora of running backs, you know. And one of the things that kind of um, was a setback for the Dolphins, remember the late games, like our wide receiver, uh, um, like every last one of them was injured. We, I wind up seeing people playing that like I never even heard of. And we're loyal. We know majority of the people that play for Miami Dolphins, Miami Heat and certain things like that. So seeing certain people um, playing in, in, at that time, knowing that we wanted to make the playoffs and it's a possibility that losing this game would break um, that cycle. So so I just look at it. And I'm like, okay, we got a plethora of running backs, and it's going to be the same thing. As far as with the wide receivers, we do have a whole lot of wide receivers. We have some young guys. We have some older guys. And, and, and I just love the whole move. So don't be discouraged, Marcus. I understand. Remember, the first 15 picks, we practically got every last one of them right, you know. And, and, and even the pick um, after, we had to shut it down a little early. Um, it was getting yeah, a little too late. We did get Jalen <laughs> you, know Phillips, I mean? you know, I did want to say that we did get Jalen Phillips like we thought we were going to get. So we got from Miami to Miami. You stay at the crib. So, you know, he I, I hope he's happy about that. He's originally from L.A. But, you know, um, you know, the fact that we got that edge rusher that is going to be there for for years to come, which we needed, you know, because we talked about this before like the, the the pass rush wasn't really wasn't really there our linebackers were on point last season and I would say our corners were for the most part on point safety we looks like we addressed that and now it's just it's we need these pass rushers to really kind of step up the ones that we have and then Jalen Phillips who was the second pick in that first round when we just cut off the uh podcast the last time I love to see the pick I love that the fact that we got the beds best edge rusher in the draft by yep. all accounts um, mm -hmm. by everybody's draft board so the fact that you got the best edge rusher at 18 is, is great you know that's great value uh for that pick um after that obviously we got the safety and then we got the old lineman so i i i watched you know generally the whole draft i was a little busy this weekend i was spending time with wifey for her birthday but happy belated but yeah, every now and again, I was still, you know, checking in on the draft, you know, on my phone, really just to kind of see what canes were picked and what uh, the Dolphins did. And I, I really like, you know, overall their draft. And I really feel like they, they, they did a great job. And um, 
And, you know, the best is yet to come with the Dolphins. You know, obviously we home team, so we're going to be a little bit biased. <laughs> at the same time, we both two smart dudes who look at stuff uh, uh, subjectively, you know. So it's not like, you know, we're only, you know, rooting for home team. We're only going to be like, we're not saying the Dolphins are going to win the Super Bowl next year. Oh, no, that's not what we're saying. We're not saying that. That would you be know, good, though. <laughs> possibility that we could win the division, you know, because, you know, everything is kind of trending in the right direction. Tua makes that step forward, just like Josh Allen did in year two. You know, we're good to go, man. So uh, I'm looking forward to, to the future with the, with the Miami Dolphins. But, oh, yeah, uh, definitely, definitely. Yeah. You know, I t- completely agree with you. Like, um, you know, like Marcus said, we know what we're talking about. Again, you, 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 you've seen the last podcast, you know, we had – 14 out of 15, right? So, you know, that speak volumes in regards to people that speak in sports. You feel me? And going back to what I was saying, you know, I just love the plain fact that in regards to um, the art general manager and Brian Flores, I mean, they kept everything under the wraps. You know, like everybody in the media was saying one thing and they did the complete opposite. You know what I'm saying? Now, as far as us, you know, not the regular media, you know, we were saying, um, what was really going to happen and it wind up happening the way we said was going to happen compared to these analysts that get paid all this money to, to, to speak what they're saying. So um, I just love the plain fact that they wind up doing their thing. Um, they did what they felt was right. And even, you know, some Dolphin fans, you know, you know, you had some people like disagreeing on certain things. But again, going back to formal general managers, you know, there's a lot of them that love our picks. You know, there's a lot of us that said that, you know, the Miami um, Dolphins came out with a, at least an A, A minus. And yeah. um, so so when you think about that, you got to take it with a grain of salt. Again, everybody get drafted every year, but you never know until they wind up getting on the field. So let's see what the Miami Dolphins do this year. Again, we're a little biased, but I really do think that they're going to go ahead and do their thing. Because, again, we got two corners that we paid a whole, lot, a whole lot of money for, you know. And going back to think about that, you know, one of our corners, is disgruntled Xavier Howard he is disgruntled about his contract you know um we'll see how that wind up panning out but again right now again we have a first round pick that's sitting on a bench right now you know and we have um Devin um Devin McCourty now on the Miami Dolphins so if you want to hold out then probably we don't see that gruesome twosome that tandem that we we have with our number one and number two corners we'll just go ahead and see like what happens with the Miami Dolphins, but so far so good. You know, I'm not gonna paint no um, negative picture. I think we're gonna go ahead and be on the projecting projection to do great things in the NFL now. Yeah, absolutely. We'll trans- transition over to the uh, Miami Heat and the NBA, and the two teams that made the NBA Finals last year, the Los Angeles Lakers and our Miami Heat are on the fringe of being in that seven seed, which is the play-in playoffs. I explained this like a couple of podcasts ago that they changed it because of COVID and the shortened season. I got a better understanding uh, now of it, you know, because what happens is the seven and the eight seed play a game, you know, and the winner gets the seven seed. The loser plays the winner of the nine, 10 game. So the, the teams that are ranked nine and 10 seeds, the winner of that game plays the loser of the seven, eight game. Okay. okay. All right. So that's basically how you get the, the final 
uh, two seeds. So you get the, the first one, first game, first uh, whoever wins seven and eight, they get the seven seed. The loser gets one more chance to make the playoffs and they play the winner of the, the 9-10 game and the winner of that game makes the eight seed. Hmm. So obviously it's not a situation that both teams didn't think they was being right now. You know, uh, the Lakers obviously battling injuries. The Heat have been battling injuries from jump. You know, we haven't had a full lineup, you know, hardly ever all season. We're still waiting for Olo Depot to play two games in a row. <laughs> you know, like we're still waiting for him to come through. Um, but, you know, uh, Butler has been out a couple of games recently. Hero has been out a couple of games recently. Uh, Kendrick Nunn is back, but he was hurt a few weeks ago. So it's, it's just been an ongoing cycle. Obviously, it's, it's tough on these two teams in particular because they had the shortest time to rest. You yeah. know, they had the shortest time to rest, and then they jump right back into a season. So it's going to be hard for them teams to, to kind of move on. But I, I'm not worried about the heat i really feel like even if they do end up being the seven seed which is a possibility because it's only like a one game difference pretty much uh with like three teams it's us it's uh boston it's uh atlanta the knicks are in that mix and charlotte i believe are like the four teams um but i don't even if they make that seven seed i feel like they're gonna win that game because they dominated charlotte the last time i seen them play um boston they usually played them well and they got a couple of games back to back coming up so we'll i mean that'll really kind of tell us if we're going to make the seven seed or higher um but i'm not not too worried about it now on the on the other hand the lakers they need to be worried <laughs> they need to be worried straight up because last night i don't know if you saw this ad he got hurt again no nah. yeah. it's not Thanks. a major it's not a major industry injury but it was back spasms but back spasms tend to linger. They tend to linger, bro. Like they don't just go away. So, and then he's still, you know, coming back from a, I think it was an ankle injury. LeBron ankle or hamstring back from an ankle injury. So I think the Lakers are in some trouble, you know, <laughs> which is good for us or anybody else who's not a Laker fan, you know. Oh, yeah. But uh, well, we'll see what happens. But it's very interesting this new playoff scenario. <sighs> But uh, the other side of the, 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 the bracket in the West, on the West side, is, is going to be even more interesting because of the Lakers. The champions might be not even in the playoffs. You feel me? <laughs> yeah, that, that, that is crazy. Yeah. And I'm happy that you explained it for, for, for us and um, our followers, you know, that's watching our, our um, podcast. Because, you know, I still was kind of like not understanding it. But now you broke it down. It makes sense. You know, I kind of like it also because you got teams like the um, Washington Wizards, you know, uh, Russell Westbrook, like doing his thing right now. He, I think yes. he's a number 10 seed. So um, just to play that team right now. And, I love you Russell know, Westbrook, by the way. Yeah, I'm, yeah I'm, me too. I'm like one of the big Russell Westbrook fans, even though exactly. he's a ball hog and he shoots not that great sometimes. I love his energy. I just I just love him as a player. Thing that he's a ball hog like that, someone that's that's averaging like a triple double the last two seasons. How can you call him a ball um hog? You feel me? That's what they say in the media. I really don't think so. I re he, he doesn't shoot well. That's the reason. That's the problem. Well. That is the problem. If they say that, cool. You feel <laughs> me? But don't you know these guys can't be saying stuff like that. You know, he's a ball hog. Like he is not a ball hog, he is a point guard and the point guard job is to facilitate you know uh, and, and he does that consistently he plays hard every play he gives you that passion every day 
you know, he's kind of like Giannis, you know, he's like Giannis not wanting to be with certain people. Like he don't like when we are on the court, we're not friends, this, that, and the other. Like, 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 I love that about him, that passion, especially when he dunk. You see his highlights? Oh my God. You feel me? Like, you know, the crazy thing I heard that he wind up um, learning how to dunk his senior year of high school. You feel me? It took him that long to figure out how to actually dunk or really dunk, you know? So just the plain fact that you see him now, I kind of have him and Derrick Rose on the same thing, but I like him more than Derrick Rose, even though Derrick Rose can shoot a little bit more consistently than him. I think that he's the better player, but hey, yeah, you know, he's definitely you, a better player. you know, some people are going to say Derrick Rose, but me and Mark is on the Mark West Sports Podcast. We're going to say uh, uh, <laughs> Westbrook is Westbrook it, over here. Yeah, over here, period. <laughs> Now, as far as going to um, the Miami Heat, you know, it's no concern for me. You know, um, no one ever want to say anything positive about the Miami Heat, not when LeBron was here, not when we were in the bubble last year. So I definitely know that they're not going to say anything positive about us right now going into the playoffs. You know, that's just point blank period. Remember what I said? They hate us because of our beaches. They hate us because of our weather. You feel me? They are not us, you know, and you definitely hate us because we got the beautiful women over here. Marcus got his wife there. I got my wife over here. And y'all just mad that y'all don't got the women that we got. You feel me? But again, going back to basketball, um, I, I don't think that is nothing. You know, um, of course, Marcus was stating that, you know, um, the Miami Heat been kind of injury prone lately. You know, everybody been in, in injured. You know, we wasn't able to get that chemistry that we, we had last year in the bubble because, you know, last year in the bubble, we was seemingly healthy everyone besides Leonard you know the guy that said his anti-semitic comment and got left um you know in the dry you know we didn't leave him in the dry like that but we left him in the dry you know we traded him somewhere and noticed that he's not in the league no more but it is what it is you know we wind up being healthy last year this year we're not healthy but I think that's just a a little bit of adversity you know it gives people time to go ahead and 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 I really don't think they're injured like that. <laughs> I just think that they're using it time to heal up, you know, time. Because like you said, Marcus, like last year, the Lakers and the Miami Heat was in the playoffs, made it to the finals. So we are the two teams that have less rest. You know what I'm saying? You seen Jimmy Butler in the playoffs, like exhausted, you know, when, um, you know, on, on one end of the court, you know, gave everything that he gave. You know, and, and, and we wind up losing, but it is it is what it is. We're in the same spot this year. You know, last year, I think it was number six, number seven, you know, in, in the actual East. And we wind up doing our thing. So we I look at the fifth seed last last season. See, so again, we're the fifth seed last um last year. And again, this year, fifth, six, it doesn't matter. You're going to wind up playing the fifth and sixth. Normally play each other anyway. It doesn't really necessarily matter as far as home um. um Field advantage, home court advantage, it doesn't matter also because the, the fans aren't allowed in the stadium like that to the um, capacity. So you'll, you'll hear people and you won't hear people. It doesn't matter. And pers- personally, I think when people zoned in in the game, they're zoned in the game, you know. But but again, going back to the Miami Heat, I think that is nothing. I think it's right now Um, you got certain people that's rehabbing themselves. Jimmy Butler sometimes, none sometimes, Dragas sometimes. And, and, and ultimately, they know that they're going to figure it out. We got a team here. So, of course, when some someone goes down, you have someone that steps up to the plate. You know, a few games right now when a lot of our starters was not playing, 
You know, we wind up still winning that game, you know, with our bench, you know, people, not even our bench, but our bench bench, you know. So, again, it wound up looking good. So, I, like Marcus said, we're both not 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 any any way concerned because we've been in this position before. Now, as far as with the Lakers, the L.A. Lakers, the King James, you know, I, I really think that, you know, you can concern and be a little concerned a little bit. But we always got to understand any team that LeBron's on, you, what are you thinking? They're making the finals. <laughs> like, regardless of the fact, I could care less about, you know, your record. You know, you got the Phoenix Suns with the number one record in the West. You know, it doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? You get LeBron James at 80% and he's better than half these people in the league. He's more dominant than these people in the league. He's smarter than these people in the league. When it comes to AD, it doesn't matter, you know, because, yeah, I understand the back spasms. It's, it's one thing, you know, that's probably the only thing you really need to be concerned about. But the real concern is y'all really don't have no team. Y'all gave away a lot to get AD. Y'all gave away a lot to get LeBron James. So that team that the Miami Heat have, you don't have that. You need to hope that the team that you have, the bench that you have, does something. But all you need to do is make the playoffs. And even if, if it's a play-in for the Lakers, you know, I really think that for LeBron, he rather rehab right now and play in the playing game, one playing game, and beat the, the other team rather than playing the rest of the season and risk injuring himself and, you know, wind up keep that gas full, you know, wind up keeping that gas full, play somebody um, in the playing game, and then I'm going to dominate you like I always do. I've been dominating these individuals in the East, in the West for the last close to 20 years, if not 20 years. So why am I going to go ahead and be concerned? You should know that too. He was here in Miami. You know what I'm saying? Like there's no concern when you have a team with LeBron James. Maybe if it was AD's team and there was no LeBron James, then I'll be like, okay. But LeBron was on Cleveland. Garbage as Cleveland. <laughs> Come on. And he made it to the playoffs and he made it to the finals. So this team is better than the Cleveland team. So, you know, I kind of look at it like tit for tat, you know, it's just people just trying to find um, certain things to say about LeBron James and also well, LeBron it's, James it's, himself. He bring it on himself, it's, you know, it's, because it's he also said that he will never be 100 percent in his career ever again. The remainder of his career due to that ankle injury that he sustained. Um, well, that, that, that it was a hit on LeBron <laughs> and, 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 you know, he actually been injured, but I mean, I just think that he's just bringing attention to himself. You know, he's tired of people talking about Katie in Brooklyn, you know, you know, LeBron, he's an attention getter. He's an attention seeker. If the attention is not on him, he's feeling some type of way. And what makes it even better is just like the MJ flu game. You know, he it, it's infamy. Blue game. So what you're going to say, what we're going to call the games after LeBron say this, you know, ankle game or whatever like that, yeah. you know, so I think it's just LeBron James, you know, painting the, 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 the picture a certain way. So if he does win, they could be like, oh, LeBron James, not even 100 percent won the NBA championship. You know, that's what I think that he's doing that for just to get extra praise. So what do you think about that, Mark? I think I think he's just giving excuses. I think I think he's giving excuses just to do lose. 
You know, yeah. just because they do lose, you're going to be like, oh, well, because I don't know if you saw this, Wes, but because he said uh, whoever thought about this, whoever put together this playoff scenario, this play in game scenario should be fired. That's what he said in the press conference. He said it straight up. So he's already giving you excuses if they lose. Oh, it's because of the play in scenario. If they didn't have that, you know, they would have went far. Or if he would have been 100% like he says he'll never be, then he probably would have made it. I think he, like you said, I agree. He is bringing attention to himself as typical LeBron. Look at me uh, because I'm the face of the league. I'm supposed to be that guy. That's why anytime Steph Curry or Kevin Durant are in the limelight, he just, he hates it. You know, it's like he has to bring attention to himself. So yeah, I think LeBron, and the Lakers are seriously in trouble uh, just because because of, of the point that you made as well. This is not exactly the same team from last year, you know? So it's not exactly the same team. You got LeBron with an injury. You got AD with two injuries now. And then you got that pressure of possibly winning a game, winning one game to stay in the playoffs. Because if they fall down to the AC, which is kind of close as far as the, the, the games are concerned, it could be just one game oh, yeah. or, or, or the ninth seed rather. Uh, it could be one game and then you out, you know? Like, you know, I, I think they'll pull it together somehow because it is LeBron James and it is AD, arguably, you know, two players that are top five if they're completely healthy. So I think somehow, yeah, they'll 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 pull it together. And then I do think also it is about the maintenance plan. You know, they're taking these games off, trying to save themselves for the playoffs. Because to my point earlier, they have they have had a really short off season, and you do want to rest your starters. And LeBron is typically not that guy. Typically, he plays every game. You know, and as many minutes as he can. Um, and he's active too. I mean, he's not as active defensively as he was before. Obviously, that comes with age. But um, yeah, I, I think the Lakers are in a little bit of trouble. There, there, there is some concern about it because I think he's just making excuses just in case they get eliminated. That's what I feel like he's coming out saying, oh, you know, this playoff scenario is, is whoever came up with it should be fired. I'm not 100%. You know, th those sound like excuses to me. That sounds like when I play somebody in uh, in Madden or something like that, they're like, oh, I hurt my finger or, or something <laughs> like that, you know? Like, oh, the, the game is cheating or something like that. Th those sound like those type of excuses. And that's typical crybaby LeBron, you know? And I and I hope he gets eliminated in the first round. That would be, woof, that would be that would, good stuff. That would be good. That, that would be good for us. But that would be bad for the league. I don't think the league gonna even allow that. You know, they're gonna make sure LeBron and the Lakers go in the playoffs. Like whoever team you remember when, when last year in the playoffs, they weren't calling fouls for Miami at all. Like AD and LeBron was at the line all night, every game, not just one game, every game. Games, well, you know, it was no home court advantage. They all was in the same actual bubble. But 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 again. You got to understand, like, yo, I definitely felt some type of way about that, but I don't think the league going to go ahead and make LeBron or AD even worry about that. Look at look at right now. Harden hasn't played in a while. He hasn't played in, like, in a few games, you know? I think well, even with Brooklyn, you know, in that regard, like, the big three only played seven games together, you know? 
they're not concerned. Everybody's on the resting plan, you know, everybody's on the maintenance plan and taking their time, you know, to, to be a hundred percent for the playoffs, because we do know that, you know, regular season doesn't mean nothing. That's just for the owners to get money. You know, if you're somebody that's on rings and, you know, Pat Riley, the Miami Heat culture, it's rings or a bus, then you already know where we're coming from. And I understand everybody with the, with the maintenance program right now. Now, as far as LeBron James saying the, 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 the individuals that wind up coming up with this actual playing game need to be fired, then you need to take a look at your own owner. She was part of the actual committee. You know what I mean? Like uh, Jeannie Buss, she was part of the committee that actually said we should have a play-in game. So you should go walk upstairs or call her on her phone and be like, you need to be fired. You know what I'm saying? So again, it's not happening. The only time that's people going to go ahead and complain if you're a seven to a 10 seed, you know, one seed through the 60 seed is not complaining. So, so again, I think right now it's just a good thing. I think the NFL did something like that also, you know, put in another game in, you know, for individuals. So, you know, times change, you know, the NFL change and, you know, stubborn NFL, they don't want to change anything. See, baseball did it. Everybody got to go ahead and go with the, Go with the flow, roll with the punches. You know what I'm saying? On um, um, right now, you know, I'm just trying to see like how COVID is still gonna affect everything because you know, right now they uplifted having to wear masks in Florida. You know, I still wear my mask. I don't risk it. You know, I don't really care. I still don't gather in big um gatherings or certain things like that. I still kind of keep to myself, you know. Of course, you know, my wife is pregnant. I'm definitely not trying to bring COVID back home, you know. Um, I, from what I hear, everyone that every female, every women that every female that wind up getting pregnant, that wind up getting COVID lost the baby. So I am not putting anything in risk, but Hey, it is what it is. I think that, that, that we're going to go ahead and figure it out. You know, we're going to figure it out. And, and, and right now I see us, um, on a projection to do big things, you know, everything happened for a reason. Now going to this back to the state of the Miami heat, you know, I think the Miami heat, don't need to worry about anything right now. Um, I think right now, when it comes to the playing game, we're tied with Boston. I think they got Boston at number six. We're number seven, but we're basically tied, you know. Um, so we play them on Sunday and we play them on Tuesday. You know, hopefully we could go ahead and win these two games. And the reason why they're in front of us, because early on in the season, we lost to those teams, you know, because the, the whole way they actually made the schedule this year, it was like, not too much traveling. So if you was in Miami, you played Miami twice. You know, if you were in New York, you played them twice, get it out the way. And then, so basically we played them early twice. We lost twice to them, you know, and you look at them now and they're not the same team, you know? So it is what it is. I don't really think that the Miami Heat, you need to worry about anything. Again, like I said, and like Marcus said previously, you know, it's the maintenance program. I know everybody's kind of a little iffy, a little shaky on, Oh, is it a lightning in a um, bottle? Like, 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 like Kyle Hertz said earlier this year, you know, but, but if you're loyal and you know, real sports and you know, real basketball, football, whatever it is, you know that you got to do certain things to, 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 to better yourself. And that means, if that means resting players, if that means um, strategizing, let's lose this game so we could play this team instead of this team, you know, then it is what it is. And I think that's what the Miami Heat are doing right now. I think that's what the Lakers are doing right now. I think that they're picking and choosing the, the games that they actually uh, win and lose. 
so they can play a particular team. Everyone knows you have a better chance to win against a certain team. You're not going to say it in the media, but again, it comes on positions. It comes on, you know, strategy. Like personally, I think the Miami Heat can be anyone in the actual um, East. As far as the 76ers, Embiid, really? Like, come on, man. I am not worried about Embiid, especially since we got Deadman. Deadman is like averaging like a double-double every time. Bam, finally got some relief. When he goes on a bench, you don't need to worry about uh, um, being muscled in the paint, you know, because Olenek wasn't doing it. Olenek was out in the three-point line shooting threes. Yeah, he brought one aspect to the game, but he was definitely not dominant in the paint. We got someone that's dominant in the paint right now. People was like, damn, where you got this guy? I really want to call him the um, the, the the iron gi- um, giant, you know, kind of like 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 <laughs> like our former um player uh, um Joel Anthony. You know, you know he definitely looked like the big uh, um the iron giant. But again, we got that guy. We got some um you know we got Bar Mitzvah. You know he does his thing when he get on the court. You know and and. and, and we got a plethora of people. Again, mind you, we got Oladipo, and Oladipo is not playing. Now, again, some people may say, oh, he's completely injured, this, that, and the other. He's injury prone. That's the same thing that they said with Embiid. Embiid, when he had hyperextended his, his knee when he came down, same like Oladipo, and he's a heavier guy. Notice that he's back, and he's in the talks for MVP this year. So, again, I think that it's the same thing over here. You know, the only difference is Oladipo could sit down and chill and Bede have to play because, you know, Ben Simmons is garbage. You know, he's not a offensive guy. He's if you if you keep him out of the paint, you're going to win. You know, now, again, last year in the um, bubble, like no, not last year in the bubble earlier this year, his shot got a little better. I'm not even going to lie to you. You know, his shot got a little better. So we'll see. We'll see what they do. We see, um, but I really think the Miami Heat so far, we're, we're, we're good. What do you think about that, the, um, the state of the Miami Heat, where we're at right now? Well, I think you pretty much kind of covered everything. Um, you know, you, I, I feel like you're, you're watching maybe the games a little bit more than, than I am. Um, I am on the maintenance plan myself. Right now, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so good. I'm chilling right now because I know we're going to be in the playoff. Uh, in the playoff, although I will watch these Boston games because I really feel like they're a formidable opponent to really kind of gauge how we're going to play in the playoffs. Although we're going to be doing, I think, without Oladipo still, um, but it's still it's still going to be a good gauge. And I think one of those games is on Sunday during the day, so I'll definitely probably watch it. Of course. So so yeah, I'm not worried about the Heat at all. I think you said it all. But um, what was in the news this week? Also with the Miami Heat, with Bam Adebayo was seen at a Marlins game. You know, of course, you know, players, they go out, they chill, do whatever, you know. And he was seen with, you know, a few a few female friends he was there with. One in particular was a little bit on the heavier set side and was kind of like leaned up on his shoulder, like, you know, like leaned up, like, you know, like they was uh, like they was a couple, you know. So it it. For him being an NBA player, you know, uh, I feel, um, you know, Bam out of bio could, uh, and he just got a Jordan deal. So, you know, he's getting paid, (laughs) you know, so not to say that, you know, it's all about looks or anything, because I know there might be some women out there like, oh, she might be a great person. And she better be a a great person. Let's just say that. (laughs) She better be a great person. 
and she's probably a really good friend um, or maybe girlfriend, who knows? But just with the optics, it just didn't look right. It just didn't look like they fit as a couple if they are a couple. And he was getting bashed on social media about, you know, I guess his selection of what woman he had leaning up on his shoulder, which is fair, unfair, you know, whatever. But, you know, you, you're in the limelight. You had a Marlins game. You're in the box. You know, you know, the camera's going to be on you. Nobody, everybody knows who you are. You know, you're tall. You're in Miami. You, you got to probably had a mask on at some point, but people know who you are, especially in Miami. You know, people are going to identify you. So my question to you, Wes, is, you know, if your dog has, you know, brings brings in like, uh, let's say, a subpar caliber lady friend. <laughs> uh, how, do you handle that situation at all? Do you say something or do you, you know, like it, it's a touchy situation because people have people like what they like. There's a lot of chubby chasers out there. There's a bunch of them who like a little more cushion for the pushing. <laughs> There's a bunch of them out there. You know, my, my cousin, I'm not going to name him out. I'm not going to name him and put him out there. But my cousin is definitely one of them. In college, he, he used to come through with, with, with some rather large friends to, to the room. And I'm just like, wow, really? I, one time, like, it, it was like, I was like, man, nah, man. <laughs> one, <here. laughs> one time it, it was getting out of hand man i was like nah man bro this one here she gonna crush you bro he, like, he was like nah he was like nah man and then he had to think about it he was like yeah she is kind of big huh <laughs> and i was like bro come on man you, you you like me you you a small guy you know like you gotta gotta be careful but you know that's what he likes and a lot of girls of that stature tend to like guys like us too so you know because two big two big people usually you know you know they you know they may have some difficulties let's just say. <laughs> they may have some difficulties you know so but anyways oh i mean what's your thoughts about bam out of bio and him getting caught uh, with, hey. you know, on camera and just you know if your dog had that situation well, first on Bam, you know, like me personally, I don't think that that was a girlfriend. Um, I mean, how can that be your girlfriend and you on the Miami Heat? Because you know how, <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying, because my whole thing is the Miami Heat is, is built on their work ethic. You know, now if I'm working out, like, what, you think he's just working out when he go to work? Like, right. no, he's working out. This is a, this is a lifestyle. That's what I have in the refrigerator is a lifestyle. So if we're together, then like, how are you like that? You know, but hey, it is what it is. Not to lock, knock anyone that's a little heavier set. Everyone needs love. Of course, like Marcus said, you know, sometimes some people, some people like uh, a little bit more cushion. Love too, yes, you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> you already know where that's from. Big girls need love too, Wes. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. I really, I really just think that was a friend that was leaning on him, you know. Um, there's no other way to put it, you know, because I'm like, you, you just signed all this money with 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 the Miami Heat, then with um, with the Jordan brand, and, and, and you know, you choose that person. But again, like some people say, you, she may be one of those individuals that have that personality that Bam is kind of attracted to. We do know, like, 
um, he's African, and, and Africans they normally have a little heavier girl. <laughs> you know, that's the only thing that have me thinking that oh, that's probably his girl. But again, that was another one that was a little bad one, like right next to him. You know, right. she was she she you know um, I see her. she she had she had her hair. You know, and and, and and I think that if anybody that was um up there with Bam that he would probably be talking to is the one that was to his his right, you know, in the picture, his left to his right, though. So, so, right. so, hey, it is what it is. Oh, you you know, if, if, if that was my homeboy that came through, you know, like, I would have said, like, I would have had said something there. You know, I would have treat, I would have treated her like same respect I would have treated anyone else, you know, but I, I would have definitely hollered at him, like, pulled him to the side, like, yo, I probably would have texted him. I'd have been like, yo, like, what the F you just came here with? You feel me? Like, that's your dime? That's your girl? You feel me? Let me know. You feel what I'm saying? Like, you got to put me on point. Because sometimes people just come through with people and they don't say, oh, this is my girl. This is my friend. This is this. They're like, oh, you know, this is such and such, you know? And even if they're together, they probably say, this is my friend anyway. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. I really don't think that it was him. But again, everybody that was roasting him, like, shame on y'all. You feel what I'm saying? Like, come on, man. The world is changing, man. Big girls, small girls. Like, everybody yeah. needs a little bit of love. Now, again, that is not my preference. If you see my wife, like, she's definitely not like that, you know? Everybody Same thing with Marcus. <laughs> our, 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 our wives are built a certain way, and it's not built like that. Now, again, I ain't gonna knock it. She may be a good person, great personality, but again... <laughs> I would have definitely said something to my homeboy on the side and, and, and you with your cousin, like, yo, like for you to have to say something to him, like, yo, like, come on, man, she's going to crush you now. Like, and he like, man, he think about it like, yeah, she is kind of big, huh? you know? But again, it is what it is. Sometimes um, guys that are not that confident in themselves, you know, tend to go with whatever. Same thing with, with women. You know, because I see some women also like, yo, see, but Bam is not the 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 most attractive person in the world now. Like, now let's not let let's not say that he's Denzel or or, or one of these uh, um people that people feel like um is an attractive person. Like, I'm a guy, so I can't rate him. But 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 like, yo, like he's not. See, when you you have Steph Curry, Stephen Curry is gonna make a magazine. You feel me? Like, Bam is not gonna make the cover magazine for his nuts. It's gonna be because of basketball. You know what I'm saying? So, so again, he can't be knocking anybody also. You know what I'm saying? Because he's not that great. Now, I'm loyal to, my, uh, to, to the heat. You feel me? But come on now, bam. You feel me? Like, you need to save this girl. You feel me? You need to not save her like that. But you need to, like, come out and and I just say something. Like, nah, that, that is not my my girl. That's my home girl. You know, like, y'all need to stop attacking her. Like, we can't just go out and just be friends and this, that, and the other. Say something. Cause right now, see, I know they still trolling you on uh, 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 in, in the media. Yeah. So, so Bam, say something, do something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but yeah. I, I, I don't know because like, right now, Bam probably know. have a lot of other things on his mind. I think we got like right. five or six games left, so he probably didn't even see it. But it's kind of hard to not. Yeah, see. it's, it's kind of hard to miss <laughs> that because they will tag him, and you know, he, he he saw it. He saw it for sure. But he doesn't. He doesn't feel like he has to address it, and he doesn't have to. That that could be his his childhood friend, you know, and it is it's 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 kind of sad though that we even really talk about it. It's funny, obviously, that's why we brought it up. <laughs> but hey. it's sad at the same time because it's like 
we have to question it. You know, we have to question it and be like, hold on, man. This, this can't be right, you know? But that that's the society that we live in now. That's society that we live in. If you are a superstar athlete, which he is, and you, people expect a certain type of girl to be with you. And when you don't see that, you see somebody, you know, who could be called Bertha, um, you know, on, on your side. Bertha kid, Bertha. Bertha is like, that's one of those big girl names. I'm not gonna lie, that's one of those big girl names. You know, apologize to anybody who's fine and your name is Bertha, but <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure that's not very common. But but yeah, it, it's just as a society, we we question it. You know, we question like, you know, because it doesn't match to us. You know, like, and you know, you know, Wes alluded to to our wives and and I feel my wife matches me and I've seen you know uh Wes's wife and I feel like she matches him and with Bam and this particular girl if he if she is his girl I don't match bro it does it just doesn't match it doesn't look like it's the right uh <laughs> fit and it's funny to talk about but it, I know it's offensive to some you know, and, and big people, you know, like, you know, it is what it is, you know, some people are happy being that way, some people love big women, like, like Wes said, that's, that's the Nigerian way to go, apparently, I don't, I don't know if that's true or not, but it might be, but, you know, it's just, the optics just didn't look good for him in, in that moment, and it's sad for her as well to kind of have to go through that, you have to be judged by, by your appearance, but that, that's just the way it is though. That's the way it is now in society, especially with social media, that unfortunately, if you're a big girl and you are with a superstar, you are going to be ridiculed in some kind of way. And that superstar will be ridiculed as well. But it's just like, it's just like down here at the crib, right? If you go into a club on South Beach, like or any like it maybe in a in a in a popular spot in LA or New York or a big place and you've got I, there's been times where I go to a club with several girls with me you know and if there's one of those girls right if there's one of those girls that doesn't look good or it happens to be a big girl you know they're gonna deny all of us you know or just say we can all come in but you can't let her in <laughs> that is that is a real thing that happens. You know, that I'm not making that up. That is a real thing that happens. I had a homegirl the other day tell me that happened to her, you know, with, you know, she went to a club. She was there with like four homegirls. One of them was a big girl and they could not get into the club together because the girl was a big girl. It's an unfortunate situation, you know, but it, it, it is shallow. It's superficial. It's all of those things. But it's reality, you know, it's reality, it's the reality that we live in. And, you know, you, you, you got to play your part. You got to, you got to look the part, basically. You have to look the part. And she, Bam just wasn't looking the part at that Marlins game. Yeah. I, I, and piggybacking off what, what, what Marcus is saying, absolutely right in all his points. But look at, look at Khloe Kardashian. She was always considered the heavier Kardashian. Oh, you feel me? And she changed her whole appearance behind all of the ridicule that she was going through all these years. What happened? Have you seen her lately? Yes. Yeah, I don't even recognize her. I don't she looked like a complete different person. I really to be honest with you, 
like she she should have kept a little bit of the weight, a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not saying that she's she's bad now. She still look she looks amazing now, but uh, she just looks plastic now. When before she looked more natural, you know. Um, but, it's not like she was fat. She just was a little heavier than uh, um the her sisters, you know, her siblings. So 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 she could have lost the weight, but like kept some of it. You feel me? Like because right now she looks like Kim Kardashian. Nah, you you could have been a thick Kardashian instead of just the one that looks like Kim now. You know. So so again, it just shows you, you know how 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 you know your 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 words can affect someone in a negative light you feel I me mean, now this is this is a girl that has everything all the money in the world you know and, and and she had to had to um go ahead and switch out and wind up um changing her whole appearance for everyone else so 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 unfortunate but again like marcus said that's just the reality that we live in again another reality is is racism people will look at me with my dreads and oh my god all automatically assume i'm a bad guy in actuality i'm not so so again it is what it is you know you just got to have a little tough skin in this world if you want to be in this world and we only have one world so you definitely got to have that tough skin yeah absolutely absolutely so uh bam uh, we'll see if he, he says anything about it but right now he's keeping quiet which i think is a smart thing to do uh so a team that's not quiet right now is the florida panthers we got to give some love to the florida panthers got to because they have they're officially already in the playoffs they are likely going to be a second seed uh so they have the second best record actually in the entire hockey um in the entire nhl um and they've been playing really great i've caught some games here and there throughout the season and they're just relentless man they're relentless a bunch of guys um, players like Barkov and, and Duclair, which I said before, Haitian dude from Canada, um, you know, is, is on the team and they're, they're a dangerous team. But the thing is about hockey playoffs, and I'm not sure if you, you really watch hockey like that, Wes, anything can happen in the playoffs. That a lot of the times in the playoffs, it's more so than, than the NBA, because typically in the NBA, the best teams usually make it, you know, or one of the best teams usually is in the finals. You know, that's what usually happens in the NBA. The NHL is different. You know, you can have a you can have an eight seed easily get to, to get to the finals. You can have like a four seed, five seed, six seed, a seven seed playing a playing a three seed, something like that. It's just because it's all about the goalies, man. If a, if a goalie gets hot, if he gets in a zone, he's in a zone and, and there's nothing you can do to get a puck past him. So I think uh yeah, the, the, the Panthers got a, a couple of goalies that are good. Usually you need two. They got Bobrovsky, who they got from Columbus from, from back uh, from, I think, last year or the year before. And they got an up-and-coming goalie as well as a backup. So I just think they're going to be dangerous. And the great thing about it is that we, we, we noticed this up front. You know, we noticed this at the beginning of the season. So if they go on and win the Stanley Cup and add another chip to the city – you know, we, you know, myself, the veteran report, and Wester Damas, we we talked about this way before this actually happened. So we just want to put it out there. The Panthers, we rooting for y'all, and you know, we hope you could bring that Stanley Cup uh, back to the crib. And you know, that one more thing about them is that they got a a coach. They got this coach two years ago from Chicago, who's got that championship. Blackhawks. 
Yeah, the the Chicago Blackhawks. They went to the finals. They were like three, four years in a row. <laughs> yeah, they were like the Santonio Spurs of hockey for a while. They were always in it. They won like every other every other year, something like that. And he came from from that pedigree, so he knows how to build a champion. And I think he's made all the difference in the world. Finally, they got a legit coach who really can coach these boys up because they've been, I mean, some of these players have been on the team for, for years, but all of a sudden they really finally, you know, putting it all together and, you know, they're, they're going to be dangerous uh, in these playoffs, but, you know, you, you got to watch every playoff game. Like, like it's the, like it's the finals because they, they go at it. Like, like it's their last game. Okay. Yeah. And, 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 and yeah, I agree with everything that Marcus is saying. I'm just kind of mad right now is because <clears throat> of the whole COVID. I remember early on when we were on our podcast, I was like, you know, like Marcus kind of like, let me know how to, how do the rules go? He was kind of explaining it like more, it's like more like hockey, you know, no, not hockey, but soccer is kind of similar, you know? So I was like, okay, I don't know the rules for soccer. Also, you know, that's kind of one of the reasons why I didn't get into it like that, you know, but, but again, winning early on in the season, you know, um, 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 like, majority of the games like a lot of them they were losing came back later on late in the game you know we also posted you know they scored like three goals in like a minute or two you know like you don't have many teams doing that you know that just shows that hunger you know because it was always that team same like the Miami Heat you know always almost you remember almost making the playoff almost is like right there almost it's kind of like this, this this movie um um that that um um I forgot the name of the movie but it was basically like a movie where it was back in um like uh Aztec times and they called this guy almost because he almost always did this almost did that you know it'll come back to me you know during this podcast but 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 yeah definitely you know you got them we got a great coach right now like Marcus stated you know came from the Chicago Blackhawks you know and and, and I. I kind of, at the time, I didn't even know, but I always knew that this team always won. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, cause I, you know, I follow sports. So it's not like they're not talking about the team that's hot, you know? And at that particular time, the Blackhawks always was winning. You know, it's kind of like the Boston, Boston uh, um, um, when it comes to baseball, always winning. Same thing like the Yankees, always winning. You're going to always hear about these teams, especially when they're on a playoff run, a championship run. Um, something like that. But hey, kudos to the Panthers. You know, hopefully, um, I remember last time um, we had someone injured. I'm not sure if he came back. You know, I don't remember the name of that actual player from the Panthers that he was injured. Um, but we didn't he's miss a beat. He's yeah, not back. Uh, yeah, he's not back. Eric Ekblad, uh, he's, he was a defenseman, but he's not back. I think he broke his leg. So I think I don't think he's coming back this season. Uh, maybe late playoffs, maybe, but I, I doubt he, he he really comes back. But they had a lot of other injuries, um, and a lot of those guys are back. So besides him, they are now fully healthy. So, okay, okay, okay. So yeah, and that's always a plus. You see, they doing it in the NBA right now. Um, you know, the maintenance program to actually get their team ready for the playoffs. So same thing with the Panthers. You know, right now if they're Ninety-eight percent, you know, that's a great thing, also, because when you got a a coach like like that coming from Chicago, giving us that 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 extra oomph, you know, then 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 you know that we're always in the best position to actually succeed. So you know, hopefully the Panthers do their thing right now. 
I know their their numbers have the number two record, but like in their division, in the central division, they have them ranked number three. You know what I'm saying? They got they got the Hurricanes one, they got the Lightning number two, and they also got the Panthers number three. So um the Lightning back to back this weekend too, and and the Lightning won the championship last season. So they've been playing them tough this season though. So you know the fact that they played the champions tough makes just makes me believe it that they can win a championship, and um that that kind of transitions to this next topic uh we want to talk about and we'll talk about a little bit of Aaron Rodgers in a minute but as far as championships concerned since we're on the topic uh there was talk about championships and what is the hardest sports championship to win and they were saying you know trying to compare the NBA to the NFL and this is a really tough question to me because they're all tough. <laughs> you know, they're all tough to do. You know, if, if you ask me, um, you know, I think boxing and UFC is probably the toughest sport yeah. uh, to, to, to do individually just because you have to be in shape. You know, um, you have to, you know, be strong. You have to be mentally tough and you have to endure pain at the same time, like all of that. Um so that's tough. And obviously the NFL is tough because so many different moving parts, you know, there's so many different things that could go wrong. You know, you can have the best team. If your quarterback go down, it's over, you know, or, you know, it's just, there's so many different moving parts uh, with, with uh, football, just, just period. Um, and, and, you know, and then basketball as well. I, I, you know, anything that's got like a seven game series, though, I think is easier to win than something that is single elimination. So that immediately knocks out basketball, that knocks out baseball, that knocks out hockey. Um, but it doesn't knock out the individual sports with, with boxing and UFC. So I'm still going to say that football is the hardest thing because there's so many different factors involved for you to win. You know, you could have the best team. There's been a lot of times I felt like the best team didn't win the Super Bowl, you know, just because one or two plays just didn't go your way. The bounce didn't go your way. A penalty, you know, killed the drive that probably would have, you know, been the game winning drive. To me, football is the hardest championship to win just because if your kicker is bad, you know, like if your kicker is bad, you could lose a game. You could have the best team and then your kicker misses the kick to win the game, you lose the game, you know, like there's just so many different factors. So in my opinion, I would say UFC is the toughest championship to win individually and team sport is football. I'm sorry. It's, it's American football, not soccer. The American football is the toughest championship to win. Okay. And, and I agree to a certain extent because I agree with the football a hundred percent because you got all these different pieces of course like marcus said you could do everything right and then the kicker misses <laughs> especially yeah. right now since they actually moved the the field goal from directly in front of the the field goal to like 35 to the 30 35 yard line so it definitely makes it a little harder for any individual to um you know win sometimes you know even though you're playing great but <clears throat> me i'm gonna say first and foremost i really do think the nfl um, football is the the hardest sport one is because it's more physical you know it's more physical you know and of course you got the moves moving parts like marcus just stated 
Um, as far as like boxing and UFC, I know it's fighting. I really do know it's fighting. Boxing, I, I take out that, take them out of the actual um, um, conversation because they have gloves on. They have boxing gloves on, which kind of masks the punch. You still gonna find people bleeding, getting hurt. <laughs> but But again, UFC, like they're going with their hands. A lot well, of them don't wrap up their hands. Huh? Still the UFC gloves. It's not. It's not. It's not the same. <laughs> them gloves is like yo. Like come on, man. I I, I wore them gloves before. It, it's not that much um, padding there. It's like really like you know, so you won't break your hand. <laughs> right, right, right. It's, but, it's, but, not, but, it's nothing to compare it to the boxing. Because yeah, to the boxing. Know, to the boxing. Got a bunch of tape over that. It, too. Exactly. Exactly. So. Me, I really do think, and not just that, but they don't have no tape on their feet. <laughs> they don't got no tape on their feet, you know. They, they don't have no tape on, on, on their knees. I've been seeing a lot of flying knees, you know. Remember the guy, you know, he got knocked out in a few seconds, you feel me, just for the flying knee. So I would have UFC up there, but it's an individual sport. Since it's an individual sport, I know that you can go ahead and focus on yourself. But in football, it has to be a collective. That's why they win. You know, that's why they win this whole conversation because, you know, like, and you notice, like, even with Tom Brady, he have a certain work ethic. Notice that the teams that he be on, everyone has that same work ethic. And if you don't, you're not on the team no more. You know, we really have to be on the same page comparing to the NBA. Like, you could have a garbage team and have one person like LeBron James on your team and you win the finals just because he is dominant like that, you know? So again, um, I'm going to have to go ahead and agree with Marcus on this one. The NFL is going to have to take this one. I think it's the hardest in the, 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 out of all of the leagues um, to win an actual championship or a title. Um, hey, it is what it is. I heard, I heard, um, you know, one analyst saying that it was basketball. I was like, what? What are you saying? You know, it's not as physical, especially not the basketball of today. Maybe if you're talking about the basketball um, when Jordan was playing, when there was really fighting, when there was really uh, um, actually, uh, um, um, you know, being physical, you know, right now there's no hand checking. There's no, you know, like, like they call foul on every play. Like, come on, man. It's not like you, even when it comes to the, to the finals, you know, like last year's finals made me feel some type of way about the league and how watered down they made it. Because when you go to the playoffs, them cheap fouls, they don't call them. They were just calling them all day for the Miami Heat. And I know we're on another topic, but I'm like, yo, you automatically take them out also because the physicality of the NFL supersedes every other um, sport for me. Yeah, and it just got harder because they added another game too. Like, like it as if it can't even be hard enough for for these players. They're gonna play a seventeen uh, game season now, so it it just gets harder and harder. And then like injuries, man. I don't know if we talked about injuries at all, but like injuries are a factor, with, especially with. That's the reason why they play one game a week, because imagine playing two games a week. But on basketball, you play like back to back sometimes, yep. you know, because it's not as physical. You, you, you're not bruised up after every game. You know, I mean, I played f- football when I was a jit and I used to be like after a game, like I had bruises all kinds of places. And the next day I, I'm like, where the hell this came from? You know, I didn't even <laughs> know. <laughs> you know, like and and they, these are professionals. These are huge dudes. Some of them. 
Um, so yeah, it's clearly for me, the only other uh, tournament that is hard though is March Madness because it's single elimination and they're okay. kids. It's hard to manage kids and, and their kind of mental makeup and it's single elimination and they have to win six games in, in, in a tournament. So that that's a little bit harder for me that especially is harder than the NBA or the baseball or the hockey where it's a seven game series, man. You got you got to win four games to eliminate somebody. There's not as much pressure on each game. Super Bowl uh, in the playoffs in the NFL is one game, you know, that's a lot of pressure, you know, so definitely to me that it's the NFL. So we're just going to keep it moving with the NFL yep. as Aaron Rodgers is in the news this week. Like before, like last month, it was all about Deshaun Watson. Now this month, it's all about Aaron Rodgers. It's like the main NFL topic uh, that people are talking about. It's the Tom Brady effect. Is what? It's the Tom Brady effect. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I seen a stat too the other day that uh, said no Green Bay uh, quarterback has gone has has been the quarterback for Green Bay for more than 16 years. Bart Starr back in the day, 16 years. Brett Favre, 16 years. And Aaron Rodgers, he's on his 16th year. So it's kind of kind of weird there, you know. So he still wants out of Green Bay, and there was all these text messages that came out this week. They had leaked to the internet, you know, be careful what you text because even that's not safe. <laughs> really? you know? uh, apparently he was comparing the, the GM to of Green Bay to Jerry Krause, who was <laughs> our GM of the Chicago Bulls. So if you've seen the last dance, like, you've seen the last dance, right? Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, and they yeah. definitely did not um, have him in a positive light, <laughs> Jerry Krause. <laughs> at all. So you already know what Aaron Rodgers meant by that comment. So I don't see any way that he stays in Green Bay. If he does stay, I feel like he might even sit out. And that would be the first time for a quarterback to do that. But I feel like Deshaun Watson's probably going to do the same thing <laughs> uh, this yeah, season. But, uh, but, yeah, just uh, your take on, on, on this topic and, and Aaron Rodgers. And um, obviously he's one of the best quarterbacks of all time and of this era. Um, and the fact that he wants out, I can see him in a variety of different places come to mind of where he can go. I can see him going to San Francisco still and, and, you know, even though they got Trey Lance, I understand that. Um, but you know, Trey Lance, I would want him to sit for a year or two and find, you know, Aaron Rodgers, that'd be the perfect scenario. Look at Patrick Mahomes. He sat, look how great he is. Um, you know, or I could see him in Denver. Denver definitely needs a quarterback. Denver hasn't had a great quarterback there since Peyton Manning. And before that, uh, John Elway. So that would kind of continue in that legacy. I could see that happening. Um, so, yeah, I, I could see him in a different spot. I kind of want to see him in, in a different spot, to be honest, because he's done so much with less. You know, he's got one good receiver that can't stay healthy, except for last season. Finally, Devontae Adams stayed healthy. Um, he's got, you know, good running backs, but not great. Offensive line has been average. Defense has been average. So he won the MVP last year. I don't know how old he is, but I know he's old. <laughs> you know, and the fact that you won MVP at this level makes me feel like you could still do it. I mean, exactly. look, at Tom, look what Tom Brady did last exactly. year. Exactly. Exactly. You know. I can see him in a different spot just like Brady did. So we'll see what happens. But what's your take? Well, my take is the same as yours. You know, I, I wouldn't mind seeing him anywhere else because it, it, it's just like the Lakers. One, you know, I know I'm going back to basketball, but it's like the Lakers. I hate the colors. Green Bay, I hate <laughs> the colors. I'm sorry. Like, like it's it's hard for me like to watch color, them. Bro. 
Huh? You don't like that purple and gold? Oh, man. I hate the purple and gold, and I hate the green and, and, and yellow. I hate it. The cheese heads. Oh, I hate I the mascot. I hate everything. I agree 100%. They, to me, that's the worst uniforms in football. The only thing I like about Green Bay is Lambeau Field when it's snowing. You know what I'm yeah. saying? That's the only time I like Green Bay. But other than that, you know, like, they're making it seem like they're the reason why he's winning when, in actuality, he's the reason why they're winning. Without him, there's no Green Bay. You know what I'm saying? And personally, I think he's a better quarterback than Bar Scott, than Brett Favre. You know, like, so you want to hold him to a, like, give him what he wants. You know, like, come on, like, this guy is the MVP, you know? And everybody that criticized him, remember in one of our podcasts, everybody that was criticizing him, saying he's washed up, this, that, and the other, notice how, how, he, how he became the MVP at the end of the year. You know what I'm saying? He's younger than Tom Brady, so you know he still got some gas in the tank, you know? So you look at this, I definitely do think it's going to be, if they, bro, right now, I think it's not fixable at this point. You feel I me? Mean? It's just like you're with your 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 you're with your significant other and say she said your sex game is whack. <laughs> I don't know how we can stay together. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? So yeah, so yeah. again, I look at I look at this situation. I think this situation is Green Bay Packers' fault because you got a franchise quarterback, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Probably make our top. We 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 made our list. I think he was somewhere in our top five if not top six you right. know like come on you want to give him what he wants when you have a franchise uh, um um quarterback a franchise player at that magnitude you know and of course we know in the nfl it's hard to find quarterbacks you got a quarterback that's been healthy majority of his career i understand right now they was like okay the last two seasons prior to last season he played half the games you know i think that he played half the games because going back to what I was saying, you know, in the last podcast, if I got a owner, if I have a manager, if I have anyone, a supervisor ahead of me and they giving me lip, they don't really show me that they really care about me. Then why am I going to go pick up extra, extra shit for you? Why am I going to put my body on a line, my life on hold for you? So you say you don't want it right now. It just blowed up. But I don't think that it's something that just happened. I think with Aaron Rodgers, and everybody know what Aaron Rodgers, if you come at him wrong, he's done with you. He don't talk to his family, his mom, his dad, his brothers. Yo. He doesn't talk to his family? He doesn't talk to his family. And some people going to be like, oh, you know, like, you know, he don't talk to his family, so it must be him. Sometimes your family be the one that bring you down. Sometimes you have to, hey, sometimes your friends be the one to, um, to, to, to keep you down. And as soon as you get rid of that negative energy, then you're in a better light. Right now, you know, Aaron Rodgers, you know, like I can't say so, um, anything more about him. Like the guy did the fake spike like Dan Marina over here in Miami yeah. and, and, and completed it. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yo, like, like, what people need to understand when you have greatness in front of you, I kind of start realizing that with LeBron. You feel me? I know Marcus was like, yo, like, damn, like, Wes, I know you are. You're like me. You hate LeBron and you're praising him, you know. But again, you sometimes you just got to go ahead and just look at, put your feelings aside and just look at what it is. LeBron is one of the greatest of all time. 
I'm going to appreciate it, you know, because I don't know if there's going to be another LeBron, you know, there's no Kobe no more. There's no Wade no more, you know, and, 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 and you know, certain people are like watching, you know, LeBron is a highlight reel, you know, so, so going to Aaron Rodgers, same thing. You're a highlight reel. He's doing everything with nothing. Marcus just said, you got mediocre open running backs. You got one wide receiver that um, doesn't stay healthy. What happened to the other side of the field? You know, what happened to the O-line? What happened to the D-line? What happened to your DBs? Your D, your defense is mediocre. Since Clay Matthews was gone, you know, y'all haven't been anything else. Dick LeBeau defense been trash, you know, for the longest. I, I think they fired him. And in and, and all them years, he's been one of these renowned defensive gurus, you know, this, that, and the other. So, again, you're not putting him in the best position to succeed. And like I said earlier, it's the Tom Brady effect. Tom Brady wind up going to the team that he wanted, this, that, and the other. But, again, I still blame the quarterbacks. All y'all quarterbacks that want to sign these extensions and this, that, and the other, you're not holding your future. You're, you're, you're like, 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 there's no way you can go to a great team without losing that team losing major assets that attracted you to that team in the first place. So again, like you think they're just going to give you away for free. That doesn't happen. If you learn from again, the guy that I don't like talking about learn from LeBron, you feel me? Sign two year contracts, one year contracts, put all of that on you, on you. Now, again, quarterbacks can do that. I don't know about everyone else because you know, they protect the quarterback. So the likelihood of you getting injured like that, it's kind of slim compared to a running back or a receiver or a DB. You know, you, I don't think y'all want to go ahead and do that. You know, maybe you guys can sign three-year contracts with a player option or something like that. But as far as the quarterbacks, if you know you're great, sign two-year, three-year contracts, player option, and put somewhere in there in a contract where you can't franchise tag me. So when I want to leave, I can leave. You know what I'm saying? But signing these four-year deals, look at Patrick Mahomes, sign a 10-year deal. Like, is Andy Reid going to be coaching for 10 years? I thought that he's old. You know what I'm saying? He may, rec- may, 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 may coach half that time. But again, and the salary cap going to continue going up. And then when we get to the six-year, seven-year, now you're complaining about a contract you signed 10 years ago. Again, you guys need to understand that. Put Control your destiny. Control your future. And if that sign, if that means signing a a shorter contract, inside the corner from shorter contract, and that's how I feel on that topic. All right, yeah, I, I totally agree, hundred uh, percent. These these quarterbacks are using that leverage as well as they should, because they're the franchise. That's there's a reason why they call them the franchise quarterbacks because exactly. that's what people come to see. People come to see the quarterback. They come to see the running back sometimes, and mostly the wide receivers. Uh, you know that the casual fan doesn't know nobody else <laughs> you know the casual fan really just knows the the person who who has the ball in their hand the most of the time which is the quarterback and the person who's scoring a touchdown which is the receiver or the running back and those are your your most valuable assets and when they're demanding certain things and I do want to mention too that Russell Wilson is going to be in the same situation you know he's in the same situation you know because they did nothing in this draft. I don't know if you saw that, but like they had a terrible draft because yeah. they traded all their they traded all their picks basically for um Jamal um dude for the um safety. Yeah, Jamal. Uh, I can't think of his name right now, but you know what I'm talking about. I think Adams. Is that Jamal Adams? Um, yeah. 
So they they didn't have a great draft. They are going to be on the downturn. That I feel like there's two teams that are per, that have been perennial, perennially <laughs> great for the past few years that are going to be on the downturn because they're not building the team around your quarterback. And Seattle is one of them. Obviously, Green Bay is another, but Pittsburgh is the other one. It's like, you are not building around this team. Like, what are you doing? Like, for, you, you, you had the superstar team. Hold you had these, the three-headed monster that everybody wanted in Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, and Ben, and ben Roethlisberger, who was in his prime. And burglar. Burglar, allegedly, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that was in his prime. So it's like, I don't, I don't get these GMs sometimes because once you have this franchise quarterback, you have to build around them, like what the Dolphins are doing, like what the Chiefs have done. You know, they just, they got the franchise quarterback, they know what they have, and they just keep building around them, pay the man, they pay the man and they keep building around in Seattle. They did pay. They, they paid Russell Wilson. That that's what they did do. I'm not going to lie, but and when you pay them, what's going to happen. There's not that right. much to get. <laughs> exactly. Because these, these football teams, they're like corporations, man. They, they there's different departments. And, and if one of these departments in your corporation is not working well, your whole corporation will suffer. And your whole team will suffer if certain departments, like the offensive line, like the receivers, like the defense, like the even the kicker, if you don't invest or address these situations, mm-hmm. you're not going to get to where you want to go as a, as a corporation, as a football team. And Aaron Rodgers has every right to have the stance that he has. Unfortunately, you have people like Terry Bradshaw that are – are you know kind of raining on his parade for his stance so that's why we're gonna give him the duck of the week of this week but i'm gonna let you Wes, really kind of talk about what he said because i i wasn't sure exactly what he said um but i know terry bradshaw said some things that were not you know in favor of aaron Rodgers really kind of using his leverage as a franchise quarterback yeah basically like he's saying what he normally says he says some dumb shit Said he said some stuff like Brett Favre. He basically said exactly what what Brett Favre said about Deshaun Watson. That's what he really what he said. Like you know, basically like stay where you at. You know, like you're calling you're you're causing all this drama for no reason. You know, basically do your job. Do your job and shut the fuck or shut the f up. Excuse me. Um, that 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 that's what 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 he basically said. You know, he didn't say it exactly like that, but that was his actual. Uh, um, stance on that and and going back to these old school people you know like that 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 old fogies that got that old mentality still you know that still feel like they're young mentally and they're not you know certain people like uh, uh, on Bradshaw like he he always say something racist for me you know so before you know when I was younger you know I thought that you know I, I thought that he was one of the greats you know I mean his numbers speak for itself but Again, it's just like a female or uh, uh, you could be a 10, but what comes out your mouth, your your whole demeanor makes you a three. And that's the same thing I feel with with uh, um, Bradshaw. You know, you could be one of the greatest uh, quarterbacks of all time. But the shit that you say nowadays just kind of made me take a little step back and look at you as a person. 
know what I'm saying? And, and you always speaking on other people, like, look at yourself, like, lose some weight. You know what I'm saying? You know, like, you barely could close your, your actual suit every time I see you, you know, and you're always saying something stupid. So I just think that it's just the old age, you know, and people, um, um, when you're old, you, what they say about old people, they could care less about how you feel. So right. the true colors is coming out, you know, Brett Favre, Bradshaw, all these players now, even when it ultimately come down to it, like, you know, Brett Favre, you know, I really feel like, you know, race plays a factor because when Deshaun Watson actually was on this stance, you know, you had something to say about him. But when Aaron Rodgers, a white quarterback, is saying something, you don't really say nothing negative. You're just asking, like, are you going to play for this team? That's not nothing negative. That's just asking a question. That's not basically saying, like, uh -uh, you're you're a problem causing a problem and this, that, and the other. Like, so, again, race, again, even though uh -uh, race is not what we want to talk about on our podcast, you know, we really want to just talk about sports, stuff of the week, this, that, and the other. You know, I, I, I really do feel like these two individuals, you know, always have something negative to say about, you know, people, you know, sometimes it'd be on race, but just, you're just negative. Like you had your chance, you know, Brett Favre, you're, you're considered one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. I don't know how, because you have a lot of interceptions. You have just as much interceptions as touchdowns. Bradshaw on your end, like, yo, like, come on, man. Like people be looking at you, even the, the guys that's on the actual stage with you sometimes looks at you a certain way out of the comments that you be saying. You know, and I know they're being politically correct because they're on camera, you know. So, again, it is what it is. He gets duck of the week. You know, I don't really want to say, say too much about Bradshaw. But, again, typical guy, typical old guy that 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 is stuck in their ways. And when I say stuck in their ways, that's morally, ethically, you know. Again, you don't have certain morals. You don't have certain a certain stance on on certain things that I stand on. Now, I understand people have their own opinion on certain things, but it's just like every time it just seems negative from you or racist from you. So again, it is what it is. Duck of the week goes to Terry Bradshaw. And I don't like your name neither, Terry. I never liked it. Anybody name was Terry anyway. <laughs> Same like Hulk Hogan. You see, his name was Terry, and then he came out and, and, and said racist things about uh, on black people also. Uh, so again, Terry Kirby. What about Terry Kirby? You remember Terry Kirby, right? He used to be oh, the running back for the Dolphins, man. Uh, uh, yeah, he he get a pass. He get a pass. <laughs> he get a pass. <laughs> but um, you know, so uh, big news that that also came out this week, and it came out from the crib because we got a big boxing you know, a fight coming up, uh, the undefeated champion, you know, best, one of the best fighters of all time. One of my personal favorite boxers of all time, Floyd Mayweather is coming out of retirement. Why you say to fight some YouTuber named Logan Paul, you know, which is a little bit confusing to me because I'm just like, bro, why are you even fighting this dude? who only had one official fight that was a draw against another YouTuber. Like, why are you fighting somebody who's not a legit fighter? I understand you retired, you know, but you can still some fight somebody who's a legit fighter who's not, you know, the champion, you know what I'm saying? Um, if you don't want to blemish your, your perfect record. But you're out here fighting Logan Paul. But anyways, uh, Logan Paul is going to fight Floyd Mayweather at Hard Rock Stadium, the stadium that's in my background right now. 
and um, down here in the crib. And this fight is June 6th or something like that. But they had uh, some kind of, I guess, press conference, a lot of a lot of press, a lot of media guys that I know were were at this uh, press conference. And um, and there was a little altercation. You probably see it on social media because it's all over social media like crazy where um, Jake Paul, Logan Paul's little brother, kind of confronts him, talks, talks to him, you know, any kind of way is like waving his his fingers in, in Floyd Mayweather's face and sees his hat and just grabs his hat and just takes off. I was just like, oh, what the hell is going on? This is like WWF. <laughs> it's like WWE type stuff, you know, but it was funny and it's entertaining and it creates a buzz. And it's, it's the type of buzz that you don't really see in boxing. I, I think this year for boxing, it's been kind of a rejuvenation year it's like a blast from the past when it comes to boxing because you got seems like real beef it seems like real beef uh between two individuals and 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 the guy who grabbed the hat is not is not even the guy that's gonna fight um it was his little brother uh, uh that that grabbed the grabbed the hat jake paul it, for for those that know is the fighter that knocked out nate robinson and also knocked out um ben Askren. Uh, recently, like knock both of them out cold. cold. You know what I'm saying? It might have been more interesting to see Jake Paul fight <laughs> um, uh, Mayweather than Logan Paul. Logan Paul seems like more of a the nicer brother. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so, but, but yeah, just, just you know, it's a lot of controversy going on with that. And, you know, the picture is just going viral. You've seen the picture though, right? <laughs> <laughs> the picture where where Mayweather looks like he hasn't had a haircut in like two months and hasn't shaved in about a year, you know, probably he he's still quarantining or something. It, that's that's the worst I've ever seen Mayweather like so, in his looks. Like, yeah, my dad didn't even recognize. She was like, "That's Mayweather." <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, that's Mayweather," because he looked like I don't know. He looked like he's you know like trying to struggle for his next meal he's obviously not you know but whatever maybe it's a new look but he looked rough he just not not in a good way you know he just looked rough so of course he was highly hot of the situation of jake paul taking his hat he looked mean throughout the rest of the day and, and jake paul making fun of him saying he still got his hat you know so i mean i love it for boxing because it was funny it's entertaining uh, but it, it, it definitely makes me want to watch this fight now, though. Like, if, if I was going to miss this fight for whatever reason, I'm definitely making an effort to watch it just because of this little altercation that happened with the, with Hatgate. That's what I'm yeah. About. yeah, definitely. <laughs> like, I, I agree 100%. Like, <clears throat> I know that me and Marcus, we're definitely going to watch that. We normally catch all the pay-per-views and stuff like that. But, like, for me, like, when I seen it, I was like, what? Is he crazy? You know what I'm saying? And the crazy thing is, I seen like another like picture of him is like he probably got punched because one of his eyes was kind of like roughed up a little bit. He probably got punched by Mayweather or his security team. But, you know, they don't play about the money team. Now, again, when I seen it, I was like originally I was like, yo, like, what the hell is he doing that to Mayweather? You feel me? And it, it, it really looked like Mayweather was really upset. You know, uh, 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 I was like, I, I couldn't I, like I couldn't really understand what was going on because like i haven't seen this like in a long time especially you don't do that to 
that guy it's just like trying to do that to mike tyson like what are you doing you feel me are you crazy like we're not in a ring i could really whoop you without no referee stopping me right now you know what i'm saying and and, and, and my security guards are gonna help too put a foot on you so after seeing it i was like yo you know of course we had to post that on our mark west sports podcast i was like i thought about it and I'm like, on the this got to be fake. Yeah, yeah, on Instagram. I'm like, this this got to be fake. It can't be real. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, 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 yo, like, just the disrespect that that you just, it seemed like something that happens in the playground. Like, I took your hat and you run away. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just was like, what? Like, you act like, and he said, I took your hat and he ran. It's not like he just took it and ran. I took your hat. I'm like, yo, I started dying, you know, of course, uh, uh, um. My friend actually called me about it. He was like, you see what just happened? I'm like, yeah, I seen it. He was like, man, he was like, boy, maybe what about to whoop him? I was like, yeah, I already know. But then we wind up talking about it. He was like, you think it was real? And I thought about it. I sat for a second. I'm like, it probably was staged because I'm like, look, you know, this ain't no regular boxing match. You know, it's an exhibition. Marcus did say, you know, uh, about, um, you know, um, it doesn't matter if Mayweather win or lose. I know he's going to win, though. We both know he's going to win. But since it's an exhibition, even if he lost, it wouldn't even blemish his 50-0 record. It just would, like, put a damper on his legacy as far as, like, you just got mopped by a regular YouTuber. Like, right. yo, that would definitely have you looking crazy. Um, I think even even Mayweather image as far as how he was looking, and, you know, Marcus said his wife couldn't even recognize him. I could, like, I was like, what? You know, Like, yo, I never seen Mayweather look so scruffy. You know, this guy, he always go ahead and floss his money, show his money, show his watches, his cars, you know, like, and he always have a clean tape. You know, people say he's dumb, but, 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 but he have other businesses where he said he collect $20 million checks every month because he got like 20, 20 um, properties in, in, in high rises in New York. So, you know, business wise, he's there. I'm yeah, just yeah. saying. So I think this was a business move. Why he even like chose to even fight this 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 youtuber because like look you know his brother wind up generating a decent amount of money against uh, um nate robinson you know with his butt standing in the air knocked out like it's a cartoon and and, and, and you know the other individual from ufc you know that he wind up fighting did the same thing so i really think that it's a money grab right now it has nothing to, to do with his legacy Everybody know he's gonna win. There's not even a question about it. But again, to draw people to watch that fight, a fight that Marcus know Mayweather's gonna win, a fight that Wes and Chris knows that he's gonna win, and million of other individuals that know, like you, look, you don't get 50 and O for for any guy to just show up and be able to do their thing. Like this guy is is, is he, he he's he's been in the Olympics, he he's 50 and O. You know, he whooped Pacquiao, someone that says, um, someone that everybody said, like, oh, it's going to destroy him. He throws a million punches and how are you going to dodge this and how are you going to dodge that? Like, look, Mayweather is not going to lose. <laughs> he took Canelo out, too. Yeah, like, like everybody that, 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 that the boxing world loved, he defeated. Handedly, you know, so, so, again, it is what it is. Even the one in the Olympics where he lost, he won. You know, like, you know, they didn't give him the medal. I'm like, look, and that kind of gave you the new made weather that you see now. That fight in the Olympics kind of dictated how he changed his career. Remember, he used to be pretty boy Floyd Mayweather. You feel right. me? Why 
Pretty boy Floyd, because can't touch that pretty face. I'm a little too fast for you. You feel me? But him actually, um, them cheating him in the Olympics kind of dictated the whole, look, I'm just going to beat you off numbers. And with this guy, I think this is the time you're finally going to see Mo um, Floyd Mayweather finally knock someone out. I really think that's what's going to happen. Mayweather going to finally knock out the giant because, like, Mayweather is short, you know. He's going to knock out the giant. And, 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 and everyone hates these, these YouTubers because of their mouth. So it's like, you know, normally Mayweather is the villain. Right now, he's the hero. You know, so everybody loves rooting for the hero. And I really think that Mayweather's just going to go ahead and do his thing. So, you know, that's my take on that actual fight, on that actual incident that Marcus said happened in our own backyard. You know, so everything happened in Dade, only in Dade. You feel me? Only in Dade. You, you know, the vibes guy got into uh, Jake Paul's spirit. And that's why that's why he did it. He was like, oh, I just got to do it. <laughs> you know, you feel so me? which is funny, which is great. It brings more popularity to him, the boxing. I mean, everybody knows who's, who's Mayweather is. Maybe people are, you know, who don't follow boxing so much are starting to know who Jake Paul is and Logan Paul. Obviously, um, you know, the, I mean, it, it's a really cool story. Uh, the fact that they are bringing boxing back to the, to the real uh, limelight, to the glory years of, of like the 90s, you know. Um, when it was when, really beefing. When it was, yeah, when it was real, real beef, like, uh, like Hagler Hearns or, 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 you know, Sugar Ray Leonard. And, um, I think it was Hearns as well. Actually, he was beefing with, but, um, Tyson Holyfield, Tyson Holyfield or, or Tyson, uh, Lennox Lewis, you know? Um, so, so I, I just love, I love the fact that this happened. It was entertaining. We'll see what, well, we'll see how long it takes for Mayweather to, to knock this kid out. I, I doubt he lasts two rounds. You know, I <laughs> like if he makes makes it past two rounds, I feel like that's a win for Logan Paul. Yeah, you know, if he yeah. makes it past two rounds, you you basically won the fight in my eyes. You know, <laughs> because you know, obviously Mayweather is one of the greatest fighters of all time, and as far as producing talent on the field um, of all time, you know, you know, it's Dade County, you know, it's Broward County. You know, um, I had to uh, post on, on our Instagram page just how many players were drafted just from South Florida. I mean, we beat out like a bunch of states, just Broward and Dade County alone and just Broward County alone. And, and then in some cases, American Heritage High School alone <laughs> beating out states as far as players drafted. From the crib you know first we'll, we'll just talk about the hurricanes draft picks and just kind of how where they went and where they landed um because i do want to talk about you know um the the award the winner award-winning kicker of the miami hurricanes but first you know we had we already talked about Jalen phillips um going to the miami dolphins we had greg rousseau out of shopping yacht hialeah who was originally from coconut creek uh, he went to the Buffalo Bills, which is interesting because they never really played together. But now they're going to see each other, not, you know, see each other in the same division, which is, is, is interesting in itself. Um, and then because Rousseau sat out last year and, and Jalen Phillips transferred last year 
Quick question. Quick question. You don't think that there's a little animosity with Russo with Phillips? Like, like I was here first and then I got picked second. Like I wanted to be the first DN off the board and then it's you. Like I, I really think that yeah, even though we both from the crib, we we all representing the you. I, I I would feel some type of way. What you think? You you think that Russo probably feels some type of way about Phillips getting picked ahead of him? Because like it's not like you know um Phillips got picked first and then Russo got picked like a pick uh, later. He got picked like like on the end, like I think 29th, 30th probably. Yeah, yeah, I think it was the 20, yeah, right, right, around the 30th pick. But yeah, I would think so because Rousseau was, before the season started, he was going to be the first to be a defensive end pick. And then all of a sudden, you know, Jalen Phillips steps into his role or his position. He balls out last year. And all of a sudden, and he had a great pro day. He had a better pro day than Rousseau. Mm-hmm. I think that's what really put him over the top. Um, yeah, I would, I would imagine there is animosity. So that, that's going to be an interesting story from years to come to see who is the better defensive end to come out of the U. Is it going to be Rousseau or is it going to be Phillips? Or is it even going to be Quincy Roche? Quincy Roche did get picked by the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yep. Um, you know, unfortunately, I, like I said, I think he's going to be on a team that's going to be on the downturn. Um, just offensively, their defense is still pretty solid, you know, once they get all of those players that got hurt last season. So Quincy Roche also uh, got drafted. Um, am I missing anybody else from the U that got drafted? Um, I don't think so. Well, 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 didn't get. Well, he's on a team. He didn't get drafted. You know, our, our field goal kicker. He went to the Buccaneers. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Jose Borgales, uh, also a guy from the crib, went to Miami Booker T. Washington. Uh, originally went to FIU and then transferred for his final year at the U. Uh, got to be on national TV a lot uh, with the U. And I think that's the, the reason why he kind of blew up people. I mean, he was a great kicker at FIU too. Yeah. But FIU's games don't really get televised as much as the U does, obviously. So he wasn't the first kicker picked in the draft. And we always kind of talk like about like overall the media and people in general hating on Miami crib and just everything that Miami has to offer. And this is just another example to me because I don't understand why the the player who got the award for the best kicker in college football is not the first kicker picked in the NFL draft. And he goes undrafted. Maybe it's a blessing in disguise for him because he goes undrafted to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So he goes to the Super Bowl champion. He doesn't have to go far from home. He's just up there in Tampa. Uh, so maybe it's a blessing in disguise for him. You know, God works in mysterious ways, but I still feel like it's a slap in the face for him not being the first kicker drafted in, exactly. in, in, in the NFL draft. I just don't really understand it. Uh, clearly to me, he can, it's not like he doesn't have any power on the kickoffs. His kickoffs usually hitting touchbacks every time and he's accurate and he's clutch too that's the other thing about kickers it's not like you you're just accurate or you just got power can you make a big kick in the big moments and he was one of those kickers he did it for fiu you know when they needed those kicks and he did it for the u as well so it's just disappointing that he didn't get drafted he didn't hear his name called you know and i feel like he's a great kid i've met him personally he's come to a football hop at camps um, we have specialist camps. I know him and his little brother. And his little brother is um, obviously at the U now. And he is, you know, looking great, too, wearing the same number, number 30. I'm just disappointed that Jose Borgales did not 
uh, get drafted, and he should have straight up, you know. Exactly. So, um, so yeah, so I think that those were all the Canes drafted. I can't think of another Hurricane player that was drafted besides Quincy Roche, Phillips Rousseau, and then, you know, Borgalis going. But there were a lot of players from the crib, you know, um, to go uh, in this draft. You know, I'm just going to name just a few of them that I know that I know personally or I've watched very closely. Um, of course, we already know about Pat Sertan. We talked to, we talked about him a lot. Um, and then, of course, we just talked about Greg Rousseau. That's a player that I've seen, you know, since high school, since he was over there catching balls as a tight end over there in high school, you know, and then he, you know, is one of the best defensive ends. Um, but Tyson Campbell is another player from American Heritage, like I was saying. Um, and I wrote an article back in the day saying that this high school team probably is going to be one of the, considered one of the best of all time at the time, because I just saw like, damn, you're going to have all these players get drafted. And I already automatically knew Pastor Tam was going to get drafted and, and Tyson Campbell was another one. Another player, Marco Wilson, he was a defensive back for Florida. Another great player got drafted from also from American Heritage. Uh, you had Tutu Atwell, who was, who was a quarterback for Miami Northwestern his entire career. Helped Miami Northwestern as a quarterback. He was dynamic as hell as a quarterback. Helped Miami Northwestern win a championship. Ends up going to Louisville, switches to receiver, and is drafted as a wide receiver. He is going to the Rams. So he's going over there. So shout out to Tutu Atwell. Um, he's going to be a Stafford? part of that. Yeah, he's going to be part of that squad with uh, Robert Woods and Cooper Cup over there. And you add him, and he's just he's just a tough kid. He's a small player, you know, just like a lot of these fast guys are. But he's a t- he catches balls in small windows and run out of the, run after the catch. You already know he's from the crib, so you already know he can get loose. Mm-hmm. So shout out to Tutu Atwell for not giving up on his dream too, because he switched. Obviously, he. He was a quarterback, you know, and then a lot of players, they say, nah, I'm a quarterback and I'm going to stay a quarterback. Tim and Tebow. Respect, you're right. Right. And I respect those players. But sometimes, you know, that quarterback position is really complicated, man. And it's only one position. Um, and it's only one quarterback for every team that really plays. But receiver, there's like four or five on the field at a time. So you have a better chance to really – be on the field as a receiver as opposed to a quarterback. So shout out to him. Oh, Brevin Jordan was the other player. Brevin yeah. Jordan was the other player that, that got drafted for the from the U. Another disappointment, too. Like, he got drafted super late. I thought he was going to be the second tight end taken after Kyle Pitts, and he was like the fourth, fifth. I don't, I don't remember exactly what he was, but he went to the Texans, too, which is kind of a sad situation for him as well. Because they are a, you know, dysfunctional, dysfunctional. <laughs> yeah, dysfunctional franchise. And for him to go there, you know, Deshaun Watson's not going to stay there. Who knows what they're going to do? Uh, they drafted some, they had a terrible, another team that had a terrible draft. You know, they just, they drafted this quarterback from Stanford that I haven't, I, I mean, I've seen this guy play, but he wasn't really dynamic. There was, there was other quarterbacks that I think are better than him in college that weren't like the top, top quarterbacks you know or you could have waited next year to to get somebody really good as quarterback if you if you wanted to get a quarterback which is just a weird pick just for brevin jordan to go there 
was was an odd pick for me. Um, but back to the back to the crib guys. Um, you also had uh, well Tyson Campbell. He went to Jacksonville, by the way, which it's just it's interesting uh, team over there. They like the Clemson Jaguars. Yeah. You know, they got they got Trevor Lawrence. You know they also got Travis Etienne, and then you got Tyson Campbell as, as a DB, up and coming DB. Um, it's it's just a you know just an interesting um, you know combination of players over there that Urban Meyer has. And then you had uh, Anthony Schwartz, who's another the other kid from um, American Heritage. So you had four kids from American Heritage. Anthony Her- um, Anthony Schwartz. The only thing you need to know about him: speed, bro. He's fast. Like it, it was always like to me, like is this guy more of a track guy or a football player? Like because that that's. He ran track as well. Like, I always thought, like, I'm not sure if he's going to make it because he seems like he's just a speed guy. But he went to Auburn, balled out. You know, he proved that he wasn't just um, a speed guy. And he um, – I forget exactly where he got drafted to. But, um, but yeah, uh, Anthony Schwartz is another player uh, that got drafted from the crib. So those are, those are the main guys for me that are, that are going to have an impact like immediately next season, like you're going to hear Anthony Schwartz's name. You're going to hear Patrick Sertan Jr. You're going to hear Tyson Campbell's name. You're going to hear Tutu Atwell's name. Those are the names you're going to hear crib guys. And of course, Rousseau as well. Uh, you're going to hear uh, those, uh, those names next year. And the crib just continues to produce uh, top level talent. And that just continues. And that's, that's pretty much the Benjamin report. Um, you know, for this edition of the Mark West sports podcast, if you ain't got nothing else to add, West, this is going to conclude the podcast. And, um, you know, we'll be back next episode. So chill to the next episode. Peace. Peace.